I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 17th, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's tough story, folks, we've been telling you about this. Google just laid off 12,000 American employees, and they're planning to replace them with foreign workers. Next, the Covenant School in Nashville has filed a motion to block the release of transgender shooter Audrey Hale's manifesto. We're going to get into that. And finally, China launching a nationwide program, just like Hungary, just like Poland, to encourage people to marry and have more children. All this and more head human events daily. In a memo to employees, Google CEO Sundar Pichai admits His company grew so rapidly for an economic future that as of today, no longer exists. So Google is cutting back. Cutting 12,000 employees worldwide, even as the company just finished building a giant new building at its Mountain View headquarters, and after growing so rapidly during the pandemic, as its stock price soared to new highs. But like so many large tech companies, the stock price is down, and now layoffs, an admission they grew too quickly, not able to predict the tech slowdown that happened as people went back to the office and back to normal life. Aha, you see, because we've got the information that local news seemed to not have down there in San Jose. Ladies and gentlemen, what have we been telling you? I've been telling you this every single day here. We've been banging this drum like crazy. Now, thanks to the reporting of the great Lee Fang, so go follow him, leefang.com, big tech has now resumed hiring foreign workers just weeks after the massive layoffs. That's why they're keeping the village open. That's why they're not shutting down these facilities. We all know this massive Google campus. It's like a college up there in San Jose, uh, up in Silicon Valley. They're not They're not shutting down any of this stuff. Why? Because they're getting rid of the American workers. But go and look at this. New disclosures released from the Department of Labor show that Google has requested thousands of low-paid foreign workers through the H-1B visa program. From LeeFang.com. Just one month after Sundar Pinchai wrote that memo, the solemn letter, to uh, announce his company's decision to lay off 12,000 employees, his firm, Google, filed applications for these workers to come to America and take the highly specialized tech job. Google filed dozens of applications for foreign workers to service uh, software engineers, analytical consultants, user experience researchers, and other roles. Waymo the self-driving car company owned by Google also filed and received visa applications for engineering jobs. Many of the Google visas are for new employees and some start slated to start to come to America as soon as August 17th. Newly disclosed data released yesterday shows 
thousands of recent H-1B foreign worker visas requested by firms that just underwent massive layoffs this year. And it ain't just Google. That's the best part. It's not just Google, Facebook and Meta, Amazon, Zoom, Salesforce, Microsoft, Palantir, the list goes on. Now, folks, how, how long, how long have we explained this? We knew Bill Gates used to talk about this all the way back in the mid 2000s. He would say, oh, we have to increase the cap. We have to increase the cap. We just want the best of the best. That's what they always say. We want the best of the best. And we want them to come here. One thing, well, if they're the best of the best, then why are we laying off American workers? In the same, it's a joke. The whole thing is a scam. What they're obviously doing is replacing American workers with cheaper foreign labor. It's so simple. We had that report, and we're going to have to pull that up again, where in Disney World, this is a, a, almost a decade ago at this point, where they were having American workers get laid off. But before they were laid off, they had to train their foreign replacements. That's what Open Borders does. That's the effect that it has directly, not just on our country, but on the American workforce. Because when we see these situations, we know that not only... Is this going to lead to people directly losing their jobs? As we saw here, 12,000 people from one company alone were going to be replaced. They're completely going to. Now, by the way, uh, I do th also think that a lot of those jobs more than likely were filled by, you know, you remember there's some of these people on TikToks, oh, my day in the life, la, 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 kind of people. Fine. But here's the other, the other problem. The other problem is you've created a labor force where you know and they know that you are dependent on foreign workers. And so you're dramatically depressing the wages and the wage potential for those jobs. So the workers don't care in those situations in tech. The employers, they certainly don't care because they're just going to get rid of you whenever they want to and then apply for the H-1B visas. We have to reset the American economy because Having this so much artificiality in the system is bad for companies, it's bad for workers, it's bad for the country, it's bad for our political stability. What we need going forward is to shut this down. You absolutely have to have a cap on H-1B visas. It should be as low as possible, as, as conceivably possible. This should be something that's like the top professors of the world, you know, the top doctors are able to get not thousands and thousands of applications a year. No, no, absolutely not. As a country, you need to have borders. And as a country, it is up to you to decide who benefits from doing business in that country. Folks, I want to remind you about my friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are America's number one Christian conservative wireless provider. Have you made the switch yet to Patriot Mobile? They are now offering free activation with promo code POSO when you go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO. You get nationwide coverage on all three major networks with Patriot Mobile. And also, of course, you get the peace of mind of knowing that your money, that your hard-earned dollars, your family's money is not going to one of these woke companies that hates you that hates our values, that is actively fighting against our movement. They are actively uh, searching, in many of these cases, to destroy our country. We don't want that. Because keep in mind, we are all about setting America on the right path, and that's what Patriot Mobile 
does. So go to patriotmold.com slash POSO. Check out their new deal with free activation with promo code POSO. Everything they have to offer, nationwide coverage on all three major. Police say the evidence they've gathered, including journals, maps, and a suicide note, lead them to believe that the tragedy at the Covenant School was planned for months. Investigators have not determined a motive for the shooting, but they are releasing those new details found inside a Brightwood Avenue home where 28-year-old Audrey Hale lived with their parents. There, police say they found two shotguns, 30 journals, some with references to school shootings and firearm courses, a psychiatric medical folder, five Covenant school yearbooks and the suicide note. We also know through Metro Police that Hale was a former student at the Covenant School and was reportedly under doctor's care for an emotional disorder. Senator Bill Haggerty says on Fox and Friends this morning that people deserve to see the Covenant School Shooters Manifesto. It's been very perplexing to all of us involved. Um, you know, it seems that certain certain information is flooded into the marketplace immediately if it fits the narrative, so to speak. Uh, if, if the information does not fit the narrative, it seems to get suppressed. Well, 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 Covenant School just filed a motion to block the release of trans shooter Audrey Hale's manifesto, the Tranifesto. You know, we've had a number of mass shootings recently here in the United States. And we seem to get the information on every single one of them right up front, except for this one, except for Audrey Hale. By the way, I want to give everyone an update, update. Audrey Hale is still in hell. Audrey Hale has been in hell now for 51 days. We'll continue to monitor that situation as it progresses. And I have to say, uh, when I'm looking at this monitor, this, this, this motion, the school argues that the release is from postmillennial.com. Guys, you have to go to the Postmillennial, by the way. You have to be there every day after you bought your MyPillows. Go over to Postmillennial. You sign up. They've got a way to uh, take get rid of all the ads. You go ad-free for just 5 bucks a month. It's fantastic. Postmillennial.com. The school argues that the release of this information could potentially engender, endanger the security and safety of the school, its staff, and students. So please explain this to me. Uh, believe it or not, the National Police Association and the Tennessee Firearms Association have separately filed suits against the city with the objective of having the manifesto released. What's going on down in Nashville? Because I've seen that I'm looking at this from the perspective of someone who wants to set our country right. And so if there's information in there about the school's uh, security system, about safety, about the different, you know, different blueprints or areas of the school schematics, et cetera. I would say, number one, shouldn't those procedures have been fixed already since the shooting? Again, we already know that it did, unfortunately, and, and I don't mean to say this flippantly, but the school's security was defeated. The shooter was able to get inside. That's why you've heard a lot of people, President Trump being one of them, say, you know, we need to arm the shoot. We need to arm the teachers you, or you need to have someone who's armed at every single one of these schools in order to prevent something like this from happening. Because if all you have are cameras or a lock that's easily defeated or like, like we saw in this case where she shot through the doors, you're able to get right in. Now. I think there's something else going on. I think there's a reason the school wants this blocked. Apparently the, the teachers are saying they, and some of the families 
Uh, I think I saw at one point where even saying they wanted to block this. Look, folks, conservatives have been so silent in a sense on this issue. If this were the left, if some conservative had gone into, I don't even know how to explain this, but a, a, uh, a, a Mexican school, a school with, you know, Hispanics and started shooting up children and did so because of their political beliefs, there'd be protests, there'd be riots, there'd be uh, political leaders flying down to wherever the school is, they'd be giving speeches, there'd be lawyers, there'd be lawsuits, there'd be everything. Yet conservatives just moved on to the next thing when it came to Nashville. They just went right on. When Audrey Hale walked into this school, smashed the windows, and started shooting and killing conservative Christian children. I will never forget. I'll never forget how it looked when I watched that body cam footage. And they showed the twisted body of that little girl. And the police had to step over in order to go and take out Audrey Hale and send her to hell. Never forget seeing that. So what's going on, conservatives? We need to put together, I'd love to see a, maybe Turning Point USA can do this, a mini documentary about the school, about the shooter, sit down, find people who are willing to speak on record about this, find people who are willing to come out and speak publicly. Police were incredible here. Police were amazing. But unfortunately, we didn't have someone who was armed at the time that could have saved all of the children. Thank God they took her out when they did. But unfortunately, we didn't have them there in the first place. Because the only person, the only way to stop one of these shooters is when you have somebody with a gun. I'm sorry. That's just the way it works. We live in a real world. I wish we didn't have to live in a world like that. I wish we lived in a world where everybody was perfect, where it was utopia. We didn't have anything like that. We do. Okay. That's how it works. So you have to deal with the set of facts that you have in any one of these situations. And in this situation, Audrey Hale was able to do what she did. And she's in hell now because of that. I get a lot of comments every time I mention that. They say, oh, you know, you know, Pasovic, you can't, can't judge someone. You're, you can't, uh, you can't know that for sure. What if she repented? What if she, uh, what if she regretted? What she... When the police killed her, she was in the commission of shooting at the police officers. She was attempting to murder them as she was shot. So no, I don't think she repented. And that's the way it works, folks. And I'm sorry to have to be the bearer of bad news, but <laughs> this is exactly how we were told the whole situation works. If you die with while you are trying to murder someone, then you die with mortal grave sin on your soul. You are not offered an opportunity for repentance. You are not offered. You don't you I should say you you are always offered the opportunity for repentance. You are always offered the opportunity for forgiveness. You are always offered all of these things throughout your life, but it's your decisions. It is your decisions that lead you to determine where you end up. It's as simple as that. And so, no, we don't get to say this. And am I the one judging her and saying that she's, she's in hell? No, absolutely not. That's God. That's God that's making that decision. And it's judging her by her actions. That's exactly what happens in this life. You are judged by your 
actions, you're certainly judged by your intentions as well. But when you're doing something like that, folks, get serious. I want to see conservatives step up. We can't forget the story of Audrey Hill, who has now been in hell for 51 days. According to a survey released at the Third China Population and Development Forum held in Beijing on February 11th, China is currently experiencing a change in population with a low fertility rate and a clear decreasing trend in family size. In particular, the childless rate has been rising rapidly in recent years, from 6.1% in 2015 to nearly 10% in 2020. By some estimates, China no longer holds the crown as the world's most populous nation. China's population has declined for the first time since 1960s. Uh, in 2023, we have seen this decline in fertility and rising mortality rate. All this would affect maybe the competitiveness of the economy, uh, innovation, and uh, just overall the energy of the uh, Chinese population. Well, interestingly enough, so China, the CCP, the People's Republic of China, we know that they're facing a demographic collapse because their birth rate is below replacement level in their population. Now, many other countries are in this situation, but in China, they're actually facing a population cliff. Why is this? It's due to their support and continuation execution of the one child policy for so many years. That policy went in into place just after Chairman Mao died back in the 1970s, about 1978, and then it continued all the way up till about 2020. So listen to this at a zero hedge. Fearing population collapse, China is launching a new nationwide program to build a new era marriage and childbearing culture within its population, a pro-natalist scheme. Wow, where have I heard that before? Because we just went on this show to Hungary, sat here with Tanya Tay, we came, brought her on the show, and we said, I wish the United States would start offering programs like this. Hungary has it. Poland has it. Now China is going to do it. Because you know why? This is what a serious country with a serious government does. They don't flood your entire country with open borders. You just import people from across, uh, across whatever the next country is and say, come on in. Everything will be fine. Everything's good. Come work. Right? And I'm sure there's plenty of people all throughout Asia that would love to get these kind of jobs in China, have the ability to go in there, et cetera, et cetera, certainly from Southeast Asia. But China says no. China says absolutely not. So what do we see? It intended to They're intending this program to coincide with the United Nations International Day of Families after the UN expressed concerns about fertility decline and demographic change. Officials say the venture will focus on tasks including promoting marriage and having children at appropriate ages, incurring parents to share child-rearing responsibilities, and curbing high, quote, bride prices and other outdated customs. The reference to high bride prices is a Chinese custom wherein the family, is basically dowries, the family of the groom gift the fam bride's family with a large financial contribution known as a taili. Young women in China are now being urged to sign pledges that they promise not to demand a tsai li from the groom. The China Family Planning Association Vice President Yao Ying 
said the policy is expected to take innovative and proactive measures to help foster childbearing friendly atmospheres and contribute to advancing Chinese modernization with the support from the high quality development of the population. Look, I remember when I lived in Shanghai, I would even and that was it's it's been, believe it or not, it's been 15 years since I was there. And on, on Saturday morning, you could go down to People's Square Park and in Gremin Gongchong Gongyuan, uh, down in in the center of the city in Shanghai. And what you would see on Saturday mornings were parents with like resumes and pictures of their kids essentially doing matchmaking. They were doing just just meeting up. Okay, so I've got this daughter and she's this many years old. She's this age. This is how much money she makes. This is what the languages she speaks are. This is her degree. This is her industry. This is her field. And then they'd meet, match that up with some guy. And the problem was, was that so many young Chinese people were totally focused on career and they weren't putting family first. They just want to make money. Where have I heard that before? Where does that sound familiar? And of course, this matchmaking situations, it wasn't some one of those things where it's like an arranged marriage at all. It's it's like, hey, these guys seem like an appropriate match. Let's try to get them together. However, it wasn't as big. They wanted to put, and you're seeing the government now put this into a massive, uh, a massive financial impetus behind all of it to create the economic incentives for family growth. According to current projections, China's population is likely to drop below 1 billion by 2080 and below 800 million by 2100. That's a population collapse, an absolute collapse. Demographicer, demographicer, uh, there's a typo here on Zero Hedge. Uh, told Global Times, the society needs to guide young people more on the concept of marriage and childbirth and encourage young people to get married and have children. China's new policy is a far cry from the one-child policy, uh, which, of course, you already know about this. And then, of course, this is still an issue. This is also an issue they're mentioning in the UK. It's an issue in the United States. It's an issue across Europe. Look, are we going to get serious about having families and having kids? The way to be a rebel in 2023, be a rebel, start a family, go to church, raise your family, keep your family together, stay married, do all of those things that you should do, that your family should do and put them first. And this whole bit about appropriate childbearing age you know, that's something out there as well, because um, so often people are putting career first. Um, they're putting and that's just guys and girls, right? It's men and women. This isn't just this isn't just ladies. But people are putting career first and they're pushing back family formation to their 30s, to their 40s. It wasn't uncommon for someone to become a grandparent in their 1940, in, excuse me, in their in their 40s until not that long ago. And so it's only been in the most recent couple of decades that suddenly people are are now having kids way, 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 way later, which, you know, you got to do that math and it sucks, right? The older you are, the less time you will have with your children. So if you want to have families younger, then you will have more time with your children. Also, you'll have more energy. The health benefits are there. And of course, it's much easier to have children when you are in those prime years. And I'm sorry, Nikki Haley, but Don Lemon had a point. And I'm going to say that 
Don Lemon certainly had a point when he talked about that. Now, it wasn't talking about politics. He was talking about biology. And biology is real. And it's refreshing, at least, to see that one country is taking it seriously. When is the United States going to take this seriously? I don't know. Because in the U.S., we want to talk about diversity. We want to talk about wokeness. We want to talk about bringing in these H-1B workers, uh, massive flood of migrants across our borders. But we won't actually do anything to support American families. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay short.